This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And now, the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street Old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah. On ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Monday night, Black and Abdallah for the next hour here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. A lot to get to, Abdallah. We have the Bears game to react to. Shout out to Joniak and Thayer with Bears Weekly. Uh, We have a lot of stuff to get to with the Chicago Bears. They lose yesterday 24-17. The Bears are now 2-7. Will Justin Fields play on Thursday? We'll get to that. Uh, we also have major breaking news in the city this morning. The Chicago Cubs fire David Ross, and they hire Craig Council as their new manager. Council will get a record-setting five-year, $40 million contract uh, per ESPN for the deal to be the manager of the Chicago Cubs. So the Cubs this morning make a huge move. They uh, fire David Ross, and they hire Craig Council to be the next manager of the team. So we got that to get to. Uh, you heard something early this morning <laughs> that you, you thought that we needed to, to hear and replay here on the show. Also, you know, I said shout out to, to Joniak and Thayer. I mean, Sylvie caught this in the, the highlights. And that was an easy piss and catch. Yes, from, from Jeff Joniak. <laughs> it was great. It was hilarious. And if you missed the end of Waddle and Sylvie, check it out because the guys played this for Jeff Joniak. And that was an easy piss and catch. And then Joniak dropped this. Somebody going tinkle? <laughs> Which is just Jeff outstanding. Joniak, you have made the board. You've made Somebody the going board. tinkle? That's right. So uh, so Joniak's Somebody there. going tinkle? Yes. Yeah, so, the baguette guy. The baguette guy. Eberfuld. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. Look out, football. Here we come. That's right. Look out, football. Here we come. So so there you go, Joniak. And that was an easy piss and catch. Absolutely hilarious. Somebody going tinkle? And then Abdal heard this early this morning. Uh, this is how Cap and J-Hood started. Well, you know, like you give a, a great intro to start the show. Welcome in. You sure. follow us on Twitter. Watch us here. Listen us here. It's basically how every host starts the show. You know, Jonathan has his start, and Carmen and Sylvie, and like they, and you have one, and like you, you, you know, you set up the show. Where to watch us, where to follow us. You gotta bring a little energy, a little pizzazz. You gotta, yeah, get things going. Well, Jonathan was off all of last week celebrating his anniversary, and it's today was his first week back, first day back. And of course, he's got that extra little pep in his step, right? Oomph. Yeah. So this is this morning, Cap and J Hood. This is how the show starts, 7 a.m., right here on ESPN Chicago. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Kevin Zipak. We've got Jay Moore. We've got you for a three-hour ride here on this Bears Monday with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching the show and all the shows on Twitch as well as on YouTube, youtube.com. Hit that ESPN Chicago subscribe button and cap. The Bears are now two and seven here as the Bears lose to the New Orleans Saints by the score of twenty-four to seventeen. Welcome back from vacation. Missed you. Glad you're here. Happy anniversary. We are a city of freaking losers, and this is my hometown and your hometown. So I'm one of them. 
You're well, right. Jonathan brings this beautiful professional intro to the show, and then here comes Cap with the hammer. We're a bunch of losers. We are a city of freaking losers. <laughs> well, the best part was like, he, like normally he's like, "Hey, it's great to have you back. How was your vacation? What'd oh, you do? Nice. Yeah, it no, was nice. No. Welcome back. Happy anniversary. We're losers. We're all a bunch of losers. Welcome back from vacation. Missed you. Glad you're here. Happy anniversary. We are a city of freaking losers. Somebody going tinkle? <laughs> so there you go. There's Cap and Jay back together uh, today early 7 a.m. Don't miss them. 7 to 10 a.m. every weekday here on ESPN Chicago. And we yeah. are a city of freaking losers. So which way would you like to go here? I mean, we, we could give you uh, some thoughts on the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that I want to say with this is it feels as if being a Chicago sports fan that we are in a major city, a major market when we look at our sports teams, but many times our teams don't act like it. And the Cubs going out today and, and hiring Craig Council to be their manager makes me feel like they're a team that's operating as if they're a major market team. And if they see something, they go out and get something. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, Dansby Swanson was the high-priced ticket in the free agency market that they wanted to go get. They go land him. And you see this. Craig Council is available. They have a manager. They fire their manager. They bring in counsel from the Brewers. That was a big boy move from the Cubs earlier today. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's you know reminiscent of the move they made when they got Joe Madden, right? Joe Madden was available. There was a, a stipulation in his contract that if you know things would change within their organization, that he would be able to move on. And you know the Cubs pounced and got Joe Madden. I think this is the same thing. You know, you've got one of the best managers in the game. He's up for Manager of the Year this year. He's consistently, you know, the Brewers are consistently in the mix for the playoffs. They develop their players really well. I think that. This is a move that a very good move, a great move for the Chicago Cubs. Um, You know, it's not like, uh, you know, the Ricketts can cry poor anymore. You know, they can't say biblical losses. You are paying the manager, your manager, the highest amount of money in Major League Baseball. Now continue to spend, right? Like, I don't want this move for Cubs fans for this to be the move. Right. And then maybe sign a couple pitchers and that kind of thing. Like you should be in like, look at what look at the Rangers. The Rangers just won the World Series. How did they win the World Series? They spent a butt ton of money. That is a a, a, a real amount of money. You can yeah. look that up. That is it's, it's not the metric system. No, but it's a, it is a butt ton of money. Somebody going tinkle. Nope. And I no, feel sorry, like Joniak. you can go out there if you're the Cubs and go spend a butt ton of money and really open up this window for your next run at a championship. They hired Joe Madden. That opened up the run to the first championship in, in over 100 years, right? Now, open up this window with Craig Council coming in as manager and go out and spend. There's a lot of great free agents. You can trade for, for guys. You can go out and sign people. I don't want them to say, for the Ricketts to come back and say, well, we li- really like what we've got, and we added a very good manager that can we hope that can take us to where we want to go. David Ross's time as Chicago Cubs manager the last four seasons. Now, the the four seasons, his first season was the short 2020 year. Uh, The Cubs went 34 and 26. They made the playoffs in that season. Uh, They were first in the division. But, you know, in his time as manager for the Cubs, 262 and 284 is his record. You know, he just wasn't as good in-game tactically to be the guy to take this team into the future. And I like the pivot from Jed Hoyer. I think it's brilliant. And I think my uh, my annoyance with the Cubs over the last couple of years has been something, a phrase that you kind of, 
you you pointed to the biblical losses from Tom Ricketts. You know, when this team won the World Series back in 2016, they were winning 100 ball games a year. 97 the year before in 2015, 103 in 2016. They then go back to back years in 17 and 18, winning 90 plus games, 92 and 95. And the pieces weren't quite there, but the, and they lost in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they were at least in the conversation with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Some of the other teams, you know, at, the, at that time, the Nationals were good in the American League. Some other teams. And, and what we've seen from 2018 to present day is that the Dodgers have continued to spend, continued to use their farm system, continued to kind of be the first and foremost team of the National League over the last 10 years, where the Cubs started to fade away and pull away when it got to 2020, 2021, 2022, and then this last season. This last season was an impressive season. They weren't expected to do anything. They almost made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were in the conversation for a while as a team that could make the wild card. That's a good start. They should always be in the conversation with the Los Angeles Dodgers as a team that's competing for the NL pennant. And and that's where Ricketts putting up the money for a high-priced manager like this and then what he'll do in this offseason, all, all are indicating that the Cubs will spend in this offseason. I know Jesse has kind of hinted at maybe a big trade mm-hmm. for a star player for the Chicago Cubs. This is what the Cubs should be. They should not be a team that's just trying to get by, trying to be 500, not spending at the top of the board. They're a major market team, a heavy hitter in Major League Baseball. Act like the Dodgers. That's all I'm asking for. This was a huge move today. No, absolutely. And now you have to back it up, right? Just because he's a good manager, he's one of the best managers manager of the year, doesn't mean you don't need great players, right? I mean, I mentioned the Rangers. I mean, like, look at look, the, the Phillies, star power all over the place. Like, there are teams, like, the Rays are rare, you know, where you get a team that's really good with homegrown talent and they don't spend a lot of money, right? Yep. Like, you have to, if you're a major market like the Cubs, oh, look, I live up there. Wrigleyville is packed during games, right? Eh, when there's not games, it's another story. But for the most part, during games and on game days, Wrigleyville is still packed. It's back to where it was pre-pandemic. There's tons of people, families all over the place. The restaurants are packed. The hotels are packed. Everything that the Ricketts own up there is packed. The rooftops, whatever they bought, is now packed. You can't cry poor anymore. You can't say, oh, well, we're making renovations to the stadium still, and we got the, you know, the sports book. No, Spend. Spend. There's no excuses anymore. Spend. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We are a city of freaking losers. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, uh, yesterday the Bears lose to the Saints 24-17. to The Bears are now 2-7 and on the season. Tyson Bajan gave a decent effort in the first half in the fourth quarter and then the second half of the contest he fell apart he went 18 of 30 220 yards threw for two touchdowns one of them a really pretty touchdown to find Cole Komet in the end zone and then also three interceptions a fumble uh basically my takeaway from this game is we now have our answer on what Tyson Bajan is you are just very salty. Uh, uh, you're against the baguette. Nope, baguette that's guy. not it. You, you just don't true. want to see him succeed. That's not true at all. Uh, but I, I asked you last week, can we just see a little more before we make a decision on what Tyson Bajan is? To, and you got to see it. We saw a little more. He's going to be a really nice backup in the league for a long time. Yeah. He'll have a very successful career. When Justin Fields is healthy, he needs to play. The news out of Hallis Hall today is that Justin Fields is limited in practice. He's listed as day-to-day on the short week against the Panthers. 
if the Bears want to salvage anything from this season, they need Fields back ASAP, and they need to try and win a game on Thursday. Look, I don't have anything against Tyson Bajan. I don't have anything against Baguette. I love baguettes. I love bread. You saw how much bread I ate today. Baguette, guys. I, ate, bread. I ate like three quarters of that sandwich from, uh, from Bari earlier. That's a lot of bread, all right? I love me some good bread, okay? I just would, I didn't like the fact that there were people that were calling in to our show yesterday on the pre uh, the pre pregame show too. You know, before Sylvie uh, Lance and Dion came on, we had people calling in and saying that this guy is the future. He's going to prove everybody quote everybody wrong. I don't know who he was proving wrong. Maybe just me. But I was telling you that like, look, this is a great story. But this is a defense is a different animal, and let's see how he goes out and performs. He performed, didn't perform. He performed okay against a pretty mediocre defense against the pass in the Chargers. And let's see, he had a great first half, awesome first half, and then the Saints made adjustments. Okay, and that's why they're a top ten defense. And you saw what Tyson Bajant is right now. It doesn't mean that's what he's going to be moving forward. It doesn't mean it's it's going to be what his career is in the NFL. It's just that right now Tyson Bagent is a backup. And look, if Fields isn't ready to play on Thursday and Bagent goes out there, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a phenomenal game. The Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. They have one win. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, look, Bryce Young threw three interceptions, too. Like, this defense, like, the Bears should win this game on Thursday, regardless of who is back there at quarterback. It shouldn't matter whether it's Bajan or Fields. Either one of them should have a very productive day. But the problem is, if Bajan goes out there again and has another good game, you're going to get the people... Just like when Fields has a really good game and just like when Trubisky had a really good game before me, like, see, see, look, he had a great game. Okay, consider the competition, right? Like, Fields has had two very good games this year, one bad quarter, seven very good quarters. Consider the competition. When we look at the quarterbacks, when Connor McKnight was in here over a week ago, talking about the quarterbacks that Eberflus's defenses have beat, consider the competition. They're not beating good teams, okay? And Tyson... Bajan showed you what he is right now. Doesn't mean he can't progress and be a better backup or even be a starter at some point in his career. But right now, on November 6th of 2023, he is a very competent backup in the NFL. Jeff and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, so you guys are talking about the QBs of the Bears. And, it, you know, you're already coming to a conclusion of a guy that's literally played two games in the NFL and relegated him to backup when I don't see how you can even, you know, come close to determining what his ceiling is. Uh, but certainly if you look at the eye test, he processes way better than our current QB in Justin Fields. And we've seen two-plus years of what he has. And I'm not trying to sit here and say Bajan's the future and he's our starter and so forth, but uh, I think it would be only fair to allow uh, Bajan to develop and see what, what his ceiling is because he certainly looks like more like a QB than Fields does. Well, I, I think the thoughts there, Jeff, and thanks for the phone call. The the problem I have with that is you can't play the position and give the football away the way that Bajan does. He has three touchdowns, six interceptions in the three games they played. I would also say the fumbles 
It's a problem for Justin Fields, too. It's something he has to work on. But I, what we saw yesterday was throws that were being made by Bajan in the second half that clearly it's just the talent level isn't able to accomplish no what he was trying to do. And he's trying to lead Scott across the middle, but the moment he throws it, he's immediately throwing behind the receiver and it's picked off. Like, you just can't do that stuff. So I get it. Three games is not enough to allow a quarterback to be uh, to, to have his story written about him. But from where Tyson Bajan comes from, I think that's why you go back to, well, that's why he's a Division II quarterback. That's why no one drafted him. That's why, you know, he originally was was on the, the practice squad, and then he's working through camp, and then he fights his way to the second. He's going to be a good quarterback for a long time as a backup in the league. I don't think that's anything to be upset about. And, heck, maybe uh, if Justin Fields isn't your guy for the future and you hope that the Bears draft someone next season at the top of the draft, I mean, Bajan might be your backup next season. I would be okay with that. That's I think, fine. I think he's shown enough. He just can't turn the ball over like he did yeah. yesterday because that killed the team. I got no problem with him being the backup next year. And if you end up trading Justin Fields or whatever, the point is, regardless of who plays quarterback on Thursday or the rest of the year, the Bears are drafting a quarterback next year. I think we figured that out by now. What's Cap thing? We are a city of freaking losers. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Corey. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Say the Bulls, uh, the Bears lose twenty-four to seventeen yesterday. They kept it close, closer than the experts think. Abdallah, how about mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Eberflus gets one on his side for the for the eight and a half uh, now, point underdog. Four there and he is. six against the spread. I told you, hey, I said twenty-seven twenty. I believe I thought it would be closer. As soon as it got to nine and a half, it was like this is too many points. I went weird for you. I gave you uh, something like twenty-seven to fifteen. 15 yeah, you said I gave 15. you a weird fifteen number, thinking there would be field goals, no touchdowns from mm-hmm. the Bears. Uh, neither of us really saw the Bears sticking close. They did though until the very end. Yeah. Give credit to the defense. The defense actually stepped up, especially in the second half. Well, I mean, if you think about it, look, look at this. If you look at the uh, the drive chart, right? for the Bears and what their defense was able to do. I know a lot of people have said it, but I will reiterate it. In the fourth quarter, uh, every New Orleans Saints possession started in Bears territory and ended. The first one was a touchdown, so that kind of put the game out of reach, but then the Bears were trying to battle back. But downs, punt, miss field goal, and then end of game. So, like, the Bears defense, after Bajan was giving up interception, interception, punt, and then fumble... They were trying to, the the defense was doing their job. Like the defense was getting the ball back and giving the Bears a chance way up until the very end of the game when we saw, you know, Bajan obviously not be able to do it again. Holding teams at 24 points should be more than enough to win games in this decade of of offensive NFL football. I, I think the thing that you have to then go back to is okay, give credit to Eberflus in the defense for sticking close. But also, his team gets penalized a lot. Mm-hmm. The Bears yesterday were penalized eight times for 71 yards. Uh, that also leads to the idea that there were three interceptions thrown by Bajan. 
There are also two fumbles lost. Bajan lost one, and then DJ Moore lost a fumble. You can't be a bad team trying to win, commit eight penalties, and turn the football over five times yeah. and to expect to win. And that should speak to how close they were at actually winning it, that they only lost the game by seven points and they had a chance at the end when you had five turnovers, eight penalties, oh, yeah. and you still almost had a chance to win, which means we were right that the Saints are no good. Mm-hmm. And we were right in this idea that if you could just figure your own crap out, you actually should be on pace on to what, to what this team should be as far as winning games and developing moving forward, where it seems like we're spinning our wheels. They're two and seven. Yeah. Has Her- any progress been made year two in the Eberflus era? I think a little bit. Really? Uh, They're two I and think, seven. I think a little. I mean, look. Look, the, shout out to everyone that came out to fry the coop uh, yesterday on Chicago and Westtown. Shout out to Pipeworks for having us. It was an awesome time. The vibes were immaculate. Oh, it was a great time. time. Like, you start the game the way you did with that Cole Komet touchdown. Like, the vibes were immaculate at halftime. Like, it was great. We were giving stuff out. It was awesome. Oh, we, like, we, it put, was, we put Joe from Fry the Coop to work. We, yeah, we had yeah. him, uh, we, we, we called it a, a raffle palooza. Yeah. We were just giving away stuff left and right. It he was, was a good time. He was pulling the numbers. We were <laughs> raffling stuff off. It was awesome. Time. And everybody was ecstatic because it was like, hey, if they find a way to win this game, there's a window of opportunity. There's a window where, look, you can. I will still go back to it. Where if you win games, it's still good for this football team because there are too many guys, including Montez Sweat, who in limited time had a good game yesterday, that are going to be here for the next three, four years that you need to see production out of. Guys like Cole Komet, who had a good game. Guys like. You know, Sweat, who had a good game. T.J. Edwards had a good game. You know, I thought that, um, you know, uh, Sanborn had a good game in for Tremaine Edmonds, who's going to be here for a while. He's injured, obviously, couldn't be back out there. Darnell Mooney had a good game. Darnell Mooney who's, has a good game, who's you're up not, for you're a contract. Not, you're not sure if he'll be back. I'm but not sure if he'll be back, he had but he had, he, look, he's up for contract. Who knows what's going to happen? I think they probably let him him walk, and Tyler Scott might be his replacement. Or you draft, you, obviously, you, everybody wants Marvin Harrison Jr., but still, he had a very good game. Someone who hasn't been on the box score very much leading into this game, right? And so if you do find a way to win and then you win on Thursday, now you got a win streak. Now you've got 10 days to prepare for a division game, against the, albeit against the Lions, who are a very good team, top five team. But it's still going to be tough, but there's still momentum there, right? You've got winnable games coming up against the Cardinals, against the Falcons, against the Packers at the end of the year. Like, you've got games where you can still see progress from this team. I don't care what you want them to do with the, the coaching staff at the end of the year, whether you want them fired, when you want them to keep them. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is that for this team, this is, still isn't tank year. Like, there's too many guys on this team that are going to be here that you need to see production from for them to just give up and have the year be over. Well, and that's why I say you're two and seven. You, I mean, let's call it what it is. Are you on track to this rebuild or are you still sputtering? Because it feels like what the GM is doing and what uh, he is assembling, you would be getting different results. It feels like the results right now for the team on the field, it's not actually improving any. And I think that's where we get uh, to this record. At 2-7, and seven, they lose to the Saints yesterday 24-17. Peter and Dyer, Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000.
Gentlemen, how are you tonight? I am uh, a lifelong Bears fan. I've been through everything, the ups and the downs, mostly downs. In my 58 years, I've seen 45 or 50 quarterbacks come through our system. Face facts. We cannot draft quarterbacks because we have no idea how to coach them. Um, if you look back to the 85 Bears, which is our last shining moment, which is way too long ago, we had Hall of Fame awesome offensive linemen. We had a Hall of Fame defense. Let's go back and draft that. Let's start from scratch. Let's hire a coach that's worth a hoot, that knows how to coach, right? We have talented quarterbacks. These guys can actually play. This kid that just went through two games, you cannot judge him on two. You just can't. Yes, he threw three picks. Yes, Mooney dropped a wide-open ball. He should have, not wide-open, but a ball he should have caught. I think that kid has some talent, has some moxie, thinks he's coachable, but without any offensive line, we are going nowhere fast. Thanks for the call, Peter. Appreciate it. I, I'd say the one thing with that is Justin Fields is the quarterback. I, I think that's where, like, yeah. there is no let's see what Beijing can do. Fields is your quarterback. We need to see what he can do so then we know whether or not the Bears are taking a quarterback in the draft in the first four or five picks of next year's draft. I don't think the offensive line played good yesterday. Yeah, they're like, all they right. played well, well. Well, hold on. Uh, protection, they played well. Yeah. Uh, mistakes, they did not play no, well. No, no, I'm saying protection because, only. Because I'm not talking penalties, about penalties. No, 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 I'm starts, not, there were, not uh, talking about that. Not talking about that. Holding penalties that brought back big runs. Not In, in assessing Tyson Bajan they and didn't Justin get him Fields. Killed. Yes, that's my point, is that you've got guys like Tevin Jenkins who had the best game of his career, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, out there. He was the best grade so far. I mean, there's a game going on right now. There's a Monday Night Football game. But so far, he's the highest graded offensive lineman of the week, like, in the NFL, not just on the Bears, in the NFL, Darnell Wright had a very good game. Like you, like there are positive things happening on this team. The results just aren't there yet. Black and Abdallah, we're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. More of your calls coming up next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Josh Ninglewood, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys, what's going on? Not too much. Just talking some bears. What do you think? Hey, nice, man. Nothing much. I just want to say I want to make a point that I feel like if the Bears don't finish at least second in the NFC North, Matt Eberflus should get fired tonight. You know what I mean? So you think the Bears need to? You think the Bears need to finish second? Yes. You know what? At least second. I'll be honest with you. I given up on the season. And I've given up on the coaching staff to a certain extent. You know, I have a little bit of hope. I have a little bit of hope. But you know what? I feel that, like, if uh, – what's that guy? Josh Dobbs? Is that what's his name? Yeah, Joshua you know? Dobbs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he could come in with, with less than a week and lead Minnesota to a, to, a, to a W, I feel that, like, what's his name? Number one should lead us to a championship this year. Well, season. I mean, Josh Bajan did it against the, the Raiders. Like, like until a team has tape on you, like you're going to perform well. Let's see if Dobbs can do it again. Like, like Dobbs might look like Bajan did yesterday in next week. But look, but but look what he did with Arizona. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, he right. he was pretty nobody good at was, the start of the season. I'm with you. Yeah, he yeah. was fine. No, nobody nobody was expecting Arizona to do anything. Everybody was was thinking that Arizona was tanking this year. He comes in and what? I don't even know Arizona's record, but I know that they're doing way better than what we were expecting. You know what I mean? So yeah. for for him to come in and lead Minnesota to a W, I feel that Justin Fields should come in and lead lead us to a second place in the NFC North. You know what I mean? So right. yeah. with me with me saying that, I'll say that if he doesn't, right? And I'm giving a lot of credit to, to what's his name? Tajin Bagel? Tayson Bagel? You know? I feel that like uh, Justin Fields should come in knowing the system a little better, having more athleticism than Justin Bagel or Jason Bagel. You know what I mean? He should come in and be able to lead us to the NFC second place because I'm not expecting much from him anymore. I'll be honest with you. Did you just really you know? give us a Jason Bagel? No, everything, everything Bagel. Yeah, everything Bagel. I, I love it. Everything Bagel. So every, you know, I feel like if, if I'm hoping a lot from him, so I'm hoping that he gets a sponsorship from Dunkin' Donuts so I can buy an Everything Bagel, get a discount or something. You know what I mean? All right, Josh. But, thank you for the phone call, man. There he is. <laughs> Thank the, you, guys. There's Josh, yes. Uh, yeah. Jason Bagel. No, he really does do everything, you know? He'll put up a couple touchdowns and then a few interceptions and a fumble. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. Yeah, the backup quarterback. This baguette, yeah, this guy, baguette guy. guy. Unfortunately, it's, uh, I think we're, we're coming to an end with the, the sad baguettes. How do you like me now? You no, thought not, it was fun, huh? Not so good. You thought it was funny in the so, first half? Did so you like good. that? Did you like that? No. I just give you a little no. tickle a little tickle in the first half. Ew. And then what? <laughs> and that blew up. And then what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're uh, I think the uh, Tyson baguette. Now he's just an thing every, is, he's an everything bagel. Jason Bagel. Jason Bagel. Jason, Jason, even close Jason, Jason Bagels. That's so I good. think the first time he said it, he wasn't trying to do something. Yeah. I well, think you know he what? just spoke, and then he went with now, it. I like that. Now, Fields, if you're not healthy, we want bagels. Have a seat. Because I need a few more days. I need a few more days so we can use the Jason Bagel. Andrew and Bartlett, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Andrew. Hi, how's it going, guys? Um, hope you guys are having a good night. I just wanted too, to uh, point out that uh, Arizona's 1-8, and eight, um, but Dobbs has been doing very good this year, uh, and what he did with Minnesota was, was kind of crazy. Uh, but I, I really think a lot of uh, like Chicago fan base are in la-la land with Tyson. Yeah, Tyson's a great story. He's nothing against the kid, but he he's – I don't think he's there yet to be a QB one for any team in the league. Um, and I really think this year we got to start focusing on Justin Fields and his, and him getting better this year and setting ourselves up for a good 2024. Cause I, I really, I don't foresee us even making a wild card this year, but I would like to see us string together, string together a couple more wins and really see what Fields has just to see if maybe Drake may or even Caleb Williams. I don't know if I'm sold on Caleb Williams uh, like everybody else is yet. I'm really liking what Drake may is doing uh, for Carolina, but um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Andrew. Appreciate it. And I think that's what this, the, the rest of this season is going to be. Can Fields figure it out 
here down the stretch run and put something together to prove to us that he's the guy. That's what it is. This team's not making the playoffs. They're two and seven. Yeah, that's why I think it, if he's if he's healthy, he plays. Like he needs to play on Thursday if he's if the medical staff gives him a go, and that's what you know Matt Eberflus said because you need to see like. The Panthers would be an easier game for him to come back and try to, like, get reacclimated with, right? Like, the Bears need to win on Thursday. And I think they can win regardless of who's back there at quarterback. Um, if it's Fields, I think that's better for him because he can maybe, whether you want him traded or not, it's a good position to be in because he could put some good, you know, film on tape there for you, I guess. I mean, I think everybody kind of knows what Justin Fields is at this point. We've got more proof of who he is than who he isn't. Yeah, he started over 30 games in the National Football League. I don't know if eight more games is going to really turn the tides of of people because if he ends up beating the bad teams and struggling against good teams, like then we already already know what he is. George, on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, George? How you doing, gentlemen? We're good. What's up? Yes, uh, I was obviously we need a coach. Uh, I'm a big time Harbaugh fan. If we pick up Harbaugh, say we pick him up, what do you guys think about picking up since we have the second and third pick, correct, in the draft, correct? Uh, I mean, right now we have the first and something. I mean, I. what do you guys think about getting J.J. McCarthy okay. and one of the linemen, Keegler or. Uh, um, what are the, the two linemen that, that are that are uh, the studs from uh, from Michigan picking up one of the, picking up either a lineman or even taking a Harrison Jr. with JJ and having a Harbaugh and and having that package set up for next year? What are your thoughts about that? My thoughts on that initially are JJ McCarthy being taken that high will never happen. Actually, hold on. Let me let me rephrase. It's possible. We saw Baker Mayfield go one when we were heading into that draft that year. We didn't expect Baker to go as the first overall quarterback. He went number one overall, but I would be highly surprised if the Bears had the number one or two pick and they were spending it on J.J. McCarthy. That would be surprising to me. Yeah, you think? Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a hometown guy. Um, yeah. Definitely a hardball. He, he, know, he knows hardball system. I mean, George, I'm a hometown guy. Can I be quarterback of the Bears? No. You, don't, you don't have 18 <laughs> well, touchdown passes for Michigan this you're year. Not, you don't I, know. So you're, you're essentially, George, you're just telling us you're a big Michigan fan. You want them to run Ann Arbor West over here with the Bears. Uh, it's, it's better than what we're having right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, well, maybe if Dal and I <laughs> right? can steal signs on the sidelines, I can yeah. do that. I got uh, sunglasses and a hat. Uh, it, it, I mean... It is where it is. Let me ask you this, George, because I'm a USC fan, so uh, our championships were vacated. Uh, you know, the titles were looked at. Heismans were taken away. Uh, is it worth? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Are you cool with the cheating as long as you get a national title this year? I mean, everyone's stealing signs. Every, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a full support of, uh, of Harbaugh. All right, George. Thanks for the call. There is George on the north side, big Michigan fan. He wants J.J. McCarthy to go number one or two to the Chicago Bears. Uh, As far as quarterbacks in college right now, if I had to pick and you said you're taking that number one player today, you have to do it today, Mm -hmm. I would still take Caleb Williams, Mm. but I would feel Mm. uneasy about it. I just what concerns me is a six one two twenty. I'm leaning towards Drake May. I just I think and I 
he might not be as talented. Like the athleticism and the the sheer athlete might not be as good as Caleb Williams, but I think he makes better decisions with the football, and I think his size and his ability to be a pocket passer for me is better than what I've seen from Caleb Williams. He's care- You've said it yourself. He's careless with the football. He's shorter than Drake May. He's not as built as he is. Well, he's shorter than Drake May. He's shorter than Justin Fields. You know, that, like, that's the thing is we're looking at Justin Fields saying that, oh, he can't get it done. He's going to get beat up, all yeah. this stuff. Imagine Caleb Williams in this Bears situation. That's why I'm leaning right now towards Drake May as the guy who I would select. Smitty in Palatine, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Smitty? Uh, I want to know, uh, I want to see a comparison between, obviously, Bajan's not Peyton Manning, but another good quarterback that turned into a great quarterback, Manning. What were his statistics his first year, and how many games did he play? Uh, Peyton Manning, Bajan's, he, he started all the games, super- and he threw a lot of interceptions his rookie year. His rookie year was really bad. Okay. Isn't Bajan in his rookie year, and he's only had three starts? Oh, no. Smitty, we're not we're not comparing Bajan to. Peyton I'm not Manning. either. I'm I'm not comparing him either. I'm just saying, give the guy a little bit more of a chance. Let's see how he let's see how it plays out. He's going to be a good second string quarterback. Let's say. I'm not saying yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's going to be a great second yeah, string quarterback. He's going to be a backup in the yeah. league for a long time. Peyton Manning also okay. threw 36 touchdowns at Tennessee. Like, I I understand that they're both rookie Smitty. quarterbacks, Smitty. whatever. But like. There's a di- watch him throw the ball. He's got no arm strength. Smitty, he no. We're not comparing him uh, to a rookie you're, Peyton Manning. You, no, you. You're, I'm not comparing Peyton Manning. I'm comparing him to look at his statistics. You gave Manning the whole year. He's much better, obviously. I'm not comparing him to Peyton Manning. I'm just saying we're too willing to give a quick hook to Bajant. Let him play a few more games until Fields gets ready, and then we'll put Fields in there. But everyone's too quick to say, oh, yeah, get rid of Bajan. I mean, two, I, four interceptions. Smitty, no, no one's getting rid of him. He's Smitty, a backup. I only looked up Peyton Smitty. Manning because you brought up Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning? Oh, no, Are hey, you kidding look me? Up another, look up another first-year first, uh, first no. quarterback. No, well, no, 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 no. You have to go with another undrafted first-time starting quarterback because Peyton Manning was why? the number one why? pick. What? What do you mean, Why? Pick another quarterback. Don't, it doesn't have to be Manning. Pick another first-year quarterback. Ryan Leaf. Manning's the Look first thing Ryan that Leaf came stats. into my mind. It's, what do you have he's for not Ryan as Leaf? good as Manning. What huh? about Ryan Leaf? You good with Ryan Leaf? What do I mean? Am I good with Ryan Leaf? Well, if we look up those stats. Abdallah, are you looking up Ryan Leaf? No, because I don't care. Because this is ridiculous. He's a backup quarterback. The NFL oh, He threw away the ball too many times yesterday. Come on, you he had six interceptions in the game. We're okay. in an era, Smitty. We're in an era where it doesn't matter where you played. Good college football teams will find you. If he was really that good at wherever he went to school and throwing all these touchdowns and playing all these snaps, another team would have gotten him. Another he you transfer in college football now. It happens all the time. Look at Joe Burrow transferred. Justin Fields transferred. Good quarterbacks leave and go to good schools. He's not a great quarterback. He's just fine, and that's it. And he's going to be a backup, and he's going to make a butt-ton of money for his family for the rest of their lives, and it's going to be right, great. We're going to have to agree to disagree because I think he's better than you're giving him credit for. I don't care if he's undrafted. I don't you care haven't if he's second. seen him. You just saw him throw three interceptions. What else have you seen? I've seen him make good decisions, him look over the receivers. I've seen him do a lot of good things. Don't, you don't see those things? I saw him throw three interceptions and fumble the football yesterday playing okay. a good defense. And how many, He's done an okay how many other job as a backup. 
for the last What's couple of weeks. He's been an okay backup for the last couple of weeks. I saw another backup come in and lead a team to a win, and his name is Josh Dobbs. He didn't even you, know what the plays Smitty, were. Smitty, do you not want Fields to start on Thursday? No, I want Fields to start. I'm just saying we're too quick to give Bajan. He sucks. He played at uh, oh, no. Shepard. There's no he sucks. We're not saying he sucks. I'm saying he's, he's just a not going to be the starter. He's, he's not the future of this team at starting quarterback. I hear a lot of people saying get rid of him. I don't get see anybody him. saying give him, no, give him more of a Nobody said get rid of him. Nobody said that. He's going to be a backup quarterback at a really nice price because he was undrafted. So if the Bears move off of Justin Fields, next year is your backup. Boom. No one's saying get rid of him. Thanks, Smitty. <laughs> well, I mean, no one's saying that. You're saying people are saying things that people no one, aren't saying. Yeah, no one said. No, I, we didn't start the I, show I and say, your, oh, I threw I three interceptions. Cut him. I hear people saying that. Well, call the morning show and tell them that. Yeah, we, we, didn't, say, say that. we didn't say cut him. No one said cut him. The morning show also started like this today. We are a city of freaking losers. So there you go. Is that the show you're talking about? No, I think you should just have a longer rope. I'm not saying he's a superstar. I'm just saying there's things that he does I like. I mean, I don't need to see his rope. Uh, that's, that's not an expression you, you're familiar with? All right. Thanks, Smitty. Thanks for the phone call, man. <laughs> Give him the music, for God's sake, already. What are we waiting for? I just don't know. What are we waiting for here? There we go. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Kendra Smith for producing tonight's show, Fleck and Abdallah. We'll be, ba- we'll be back tomorrow at 6 right here on ESP. Well, we lost the music. Oh, okay. Like, there it is. See? <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow night from 6 day right here on ESPN 1000. Also, a special shout-out to Fry the Coop and Pipeworks. We had a great time yesterday. Uh, for all the uh, longtime listeners in the Twitch chat who came on out, uh, Note, Nick, P-Crib, they were all there. Al. Al was there. Yeah, we had a lot of friends that showed up. We had a great time. Ahmed came out. It was yeah, awesome. We, just a wonderful time. Shout out to the guys at Pipeworks and shout out to Joe at Fry the Coop. Uh, we had a wonderful time. The food was delicious. The beer was great. Uh, and good times were had yesterday uh, at the West Town location. Check it out. Hey, it's time for the song of the night. We're late. I want to rock. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We're going to track Headstrong from 2002. It's your song of the night. It's shining around 6.50, but tonight we're a little late. Here it is.
Strong, the only song I can name by the band Trapped, off the album Trapped. Uh, this album, their self-titled major label debut, was released yesterday in 2002. So November the 5th of 2002. Uh, usually we like to celebrate notable albums, notable songs that this were released. Is a notable song. You know, I say this: uh, when you were putting this song into our audio system earlier today, I 100% without thinking about it thought this was Chevelle. Nope, trapped. I know. But now this, that I think about it, I'm like, yes, I, I remember this, this song. Traft fits in, like, in the poster of butt rock bands. Finger yeah. 11. Yeah. I'll put them in there with the Nickelback. I'll put them in there with some Creed. A little Hoobastank. A little Hoobastank. Like, all those bands that had, like, one... They had a moment. Yeah, they had, like, one hit. This music, I, it was described in the uh, review of this album as enthusiastic as it is plagiaristic. Because all of this music just kind of sounds the same, and it's great. Throw a Power Man 5000 in there. Why not? Soil. So, oh, yeah. You Give me some soil? soil. Give me some puddle of mud. Or not puddle. Puddle of mud also. But also P.O.D. No, you know what this sounds like? This sounds a lot like Seether. Yes, it does. Seether is in there, too. They're in the group photo. Hey, Seether and more than just a They're couple in the songs. butt rock picture, though. They were all good. Right? They're in the genre of butt rock, as I like to call it, and many other people call it. But this is, like, this, they have this song. This song reached 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. Like, this song. This is a big deal. It's a top 20 song on the Hot 100. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and, I mean, the music like this had a moment. And remember when you said, haven't we played this already? Yeah. I feel like. I thought we did. You thought we have, because every time we don't have a song, I say, let's play Trapped. <laughs> every time. We go, well, I can't think of anything for tonight's song of the night. Like, well, let's just play Trapped. And then we never have, except for tonight, because we have historical reason. Here we go, Trapped Headstrong from 2002. It's your song of the night. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. How are you going, Tinkle?